I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I would like to begin by acknowledging and paying my respects to the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nations, the traditional custodians of the land on which we stand today. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. My name is Kurt. And this is Major Look, a podcast where we watch episodes of our favourite TV shows and try and figure out why we like the things that we like. Yes, and uh, this week is mm-hmm. going to be interesting because mm-hmm. it's something that has been on my to-watch list for a bloody long time. Yeah, I don't know if I picked the right episode for it, but anyway... <laughs> Um, should we just jump straight into it? I think oh, let's... just quickly, we are, this is probably our last major episode of this season. Yes. Of Rose Colored Glasses, Glasses, which we've been talking about kids shows. This is probably more of an, uh, a young teen, older kid type show. Which I think we were verging on last week, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah these, these are definitely not... Up, upping the age bracket a little bit. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, so what did you get me to watch this week, Jane? I made you watch Degrassi The Next Generation. Okay, so... <laughs> You'll hear my reactions, but already I don't even know that theme song. But also, this is a 30-year-old show? Yeah, but this theme song isn't from the original show. Yeah, this is this is this because they... This is the Next Generation theme song, which... I did catch that in the title, um, but uh, the, um, the the jacket, the denim jacket with the, the sign and the 85 or something. I do like the school emblem seems to be part of the logo. Uh, what, are you, what are you talking See, about? See, there it is. 1986. Oh, at the bottom of the crest. Yeah, I don't know why. My eyes went straight to that. so specific. My eyes went straight to that. (laughs) Yeah. So that would be like the date that the school was formed, essentially, which would coincide with the date of the the initial season. Degrassi. Should we talk a little bit about how about Degrassi and the history of Degrassi? Please explain this to me because you have told me outside of the podcast more than once. Sure, um, but, but I'm it sure still it's doesn't really make sense to me. This is something I managed to avoid completely, and I know there might be podcast listeners out there thinking, "How did you miss Degrassi?" Uh, but no, Degrassi, the Next Generation, Degrassi, whatever came before it, whatever came after it. None of it. The only reason why I got mildly interested in it more recently is not just because you kept talking about it, but when it popped up on Netflix, I'm like, oh, two boy characters looking like they're about to kiss at a prom. Oh, good, they maybe had some gay representation in there. Okay, so, it's 1979. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, There's a TV show that comes on called The Kids of Degrassi Street. Oh, 
Okay, keep going. Okay, so this is like basically, it's very much a kids show. It's, uh, you know, got characters that are like between five and nine. Yep. Um, and this show runs kind of intermittently from 1976 to 19... Sorry, 1979 to 1986. Right. Um, I don't think it ran every year. It was usually like six episodes at a time. It was kind of like oh. limited series type stuff. Okay, cool. Um, and the initial, I've actually seen all of these in part of my many year long Degrassi obsession. <laughs> in fact, I have a DVD of the kids of Degrassi Street. It's quite weird. Anyway, the like they're very very low fi Like they look very 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway. like early episodes of Neighbors Lo-Fi. Uh, no, like it's really hard to describe. Like, okay. <laughs> the, the the first season, especially, you can tell is super low budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, Degrassi Street is a is a common street in Toronto, so it's very mm. Canadian. Um, it's it's designed to be very specifically set in Toronto. I forget that like well something that's extremely common in filmmaking especially in high schools will be filmed often in Canada. Yeah. Um and so uh it will be very uh frustrating sometimes that all these shows pretend they're in Kansas or some very American style mm. um town in high school but it's always being filmed in Canada. So it is nice that it's getting some representation of actual Canada oh, and it's focusing so on Canadian. being Canadian. It's so Canadian. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's this show. Um very very young kids and then when that show ends kind of a couple of years later in 1987 so the next year um, they start a show called Degrassi Junior High and that takes some of the actors from the latest uh, seasons of uh, the kids kids of of Degrassi Degrassi. Street but they're actually playing kind of playing different characters so they oh that's that's a little confusing well I mean the kids of Degrassi Street and Degrassi Junior High are kind of like spiritual cousins but they're not exactly uh, direct re- directly related okay whereas from here on out it's all very related to each other. everyone's the same person everyone's the same person so this is degrassi junior high it's created by the same person uh linda skyler and kit hood they did all of these wow um and this is very much like you know it's based on children who are around i mean junior high what's that like 11 12 13 i think mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's it's designed to be like a little bit edutainmenty. Like it's yeah. always, it always has a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about bullying. It talks about drug use. It talks about teenage pregnancy. Ooh. That kind of thing. Um, and it's always like you know, which is pretty good because there aren't that at that time. I I don't imagine too many TV shows having teen pregnancy and drug use as like a common theme. Although you say press gang and stuff like that yeah. did do this sort of thing, so it's not. I think it was. I, think I just. I guess I wasn't exposed to these kind of racier shows. Also, you weren't born in the eighties, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the eighties were very much a time of actually trying to come out and be very um, a bit more open with the tougher issues in school. Yeah, and and the shows were very kind of not quite preachy, but very like. They're not quite after school special, but they're after school special. They're kind of after school special. So you know, it's always about an issue. Yeah. So that's kind of what what that show was. Then when those kids aged out, it became Degrassi High. Mm-hmm. So we followed them through, and then I think, I think the idea was kind of that. Um, oh no, that's right. At the end of Degrassi Junior High, they like to keep hold of the characters for a little bit longer. They like said that like the high school burned down, so the the high school students had to stay at Degrassi Junior High so that they could extend Degrassi Junior High until all the kids were old enough to go to Degrassi High. Oh my gosh! Because they, they usually cover a few different year groups. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so like, and then eventually once all the kids were ready to go to high school, it became Degrassi High, which kind of was on the same vein. It didn't really necessarily get any more mature as the kids got older. It kind of stayed the same. Like it's always pretty mature, mm -hmm. which is like, oh, dealing with mature themes, I yeah, should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Degrassi High was uh, 89 to 91. Right, so only a couple of years. Yeah, so all up, this the initial run was like 79 to 91, which is like... 11 years That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. Like, But that's from Degrassi Street to yeah, Degrassi, Degrassi High. Yeah, Kids Street to Degrassi High. Um, and then actual Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High was only, uh, what was that, 86 or 87 to 91, which mm -hmm. wasn't actually that long all in up. But it was very iconic. Like, everybody watched this show. My, my sisters watched this show. People in America watched this show. Very, very well known. I was aware of this show. I heard people maybe talk about this show, but ultimately, no. No, I mean, it's fine. You, Even your brothers were probably too young to really have seen this when but it was I on. I guess there's something else coming because we haven't even gotten to the show we're talking about we today. We haven't yet, okay. <laughs> and we're already 11 years in. Correct. So then in 2001... The creators of, of these Degrassi shows were like, hey, it's been 10 years. Let's do like a 10-year reunion special. Right, right. So they kind of did, um, they started to plan a reunion special. And what they actually realized is that one of the characters, Spike, who had a kid in Degrassi Junior High, her child would now be the age of being in junior high. That doesn't work. Yes, it does. She had the, she had the kid in like... Year nine. Oh, okay. So now the kid would be like 12. Oh, yeah, in 10 years. Right. Like, Sorry. I was thinking our high school. And no, no. Ju junior high. So like 12. Yeah. And so they were like, this is like the perfect jumping off point. To start a, to new, start a new generation. A new generation of Degrassi kids. So you had, you kind of, they created a new Degrassi show. And it started, it's always been called Degrassi the Next Generation up until later seasons. I'll get into that in a sec. And it started off like they had Emma as the main character, as the daughter of Spike, and then a new generation of kids around that. Um, the school is now called Degrassi, Degrassi Community School. And it, again, started off as a middle school, and then they like contrived some reason to make it a, a middle school and a high school. I can't even remember what it was. And then to that point, it became like basically year seven to year 12. The right. same as what ours would yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's the same kind of... Same concept, you know? Same heavier themes. Heavy themes. Some episodes are lighter. Some episodes are more serious. Um, you know, or they intertwine the two. You've got your comedic characters. You've got your, you know, more serious characters. And it went from 2001 until 2016. Wow. Well, uh, 15. 15. 2015. So that's like a solid 14 years of... of Jeez! Of the next generation. The next generation got four more years in itself. Oh, so many more years! Wow! And and because it went on. For and so that was prime. This was prime me time. Um. The, well, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. So you were like nine. I was. I was ten. I was turning ten in two thousand one. Yeah. So that's like you know. Kind of right. Yeah. It, you know, you would have been about the right age, maybe a little young. I was also wasn't allowed to watch Neighbours, and that. That 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 doesn't have as racy topics that come on this show. Yeah, it's, but it's, Neighbours is also aim, not necessarily aimed at kids. Kids, that's this true. is aimed at kids, yeah, so it's yeah. meant to be a very like approachable, kid, kid friendly way of discussing these issues. Um, and so I, of course, was 
perfect age for this. I was 12. Right, yeah. And I knew, I was very aware of the initial Degrassi, that it was a thing, but I'd never seen it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it until many, many years later. So your first entry into Degrassi was through the actual run of when Degrassi The Next Generation was happening. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I watched it on TV. I remember it was on ABC. So again, you probably wouldn't have been right, able to see it. Right, we wouldn't really get to see it because of our stupid aerial. Because you, yeah, you couldn't really watch ABC. And it had introductions to each episode by a Triple J radio host. Oh, yeah! Rosie. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know, she, isn't she the one who would host uh, a music show as well? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, you're thinking of Julia. And it was Rosie, I can't remember her last name, but she would basically start by introducing it and kind of saying what the topics would be so that, like, I think the idea was to kind of let you know if you didn't want to watch it or the like let the parents know that like if oh. they didn't want to watch it and she would always say like this is going to deal with you know mature themes so you know be careful if you don't want to watch it that kind of thing that's really nice that it's actually got a country customization to it um, I, mean, do I don't know that they did that anywhere yeah, else I, 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 I was just about to say I was very curious to know if they did but regardless I'm pretty proud of Australia for doing something like that I mean I think it was very much like this was probably quite risky for ABC to put on. And I guess that also might have been something that they had to do in terms of disclaimers, in terms I of think so. keeping Ratings their brands. Yeah, yeah, wow. ABC being very much a kid's So focused. it maybe probably wasn't actually something that other countries maybe I wouldn't would have, have thought done. so. Mm. So uh, on, in Australia, I'm pretty sure they actually only aired the first three or four seasons of this show. And then at that point, they decided that it was too mature to go on ABC Kids. Yeah. So they took it off air. Yeah. Um, I know that it went back on years and years and years and years and years later. But um, by that point, I was, you know, too old to watch it. So I really caught up on the show a few years later when, like, downloading and torrenting became a yes, thing. Yes, and I yes. just, like, managed to find, like, bits and pieces of seasons everywhere. Not necessarily all of it. Like, I I've been in those no, I kind just, of things where you just kind of piece it together and you have some holes. I also, like, would find out, like, I would read on Wikipedia, yeah, like, yeah. which ones were... <laughs> So, like, I really loved Emma growing up. Okay. So, like, I would find out which ones were the Emma episodes and just watch all the Emma episodes. I'm looking forward to talking about Emma. I know. It's so... Anyway. <laughs> There's so much production stuff. The, yeah. Okay. We're nearly done. So, anyway. So, it didn't really run on Australian TV after that, but it continued to run until then. And then in 2015, it got cancelled, but it got picked up by Netflix. Oh. And 2016 to 2018, there were four seasons on Netflix. So, it wasn't necessarily that it was, like... It was actually on Netflix being funded by Netflix yeah, it was, it was and an, coming out on Netflix. Yeah, and this was another one called Degrassi Next Class. Yes, I remember it being advertised. Yeah, so that was like, it, it's, and again, it followed some of the same characters that were in the, the last couple of generations on Next Generation. Um, you know, uh, anyway. Yeah. And then they came into the Netflix version called Next Class and that kind of saw that class through till graduation and then it got cancelled after that. So there's no more new Degrassi at the moment. But I'm... it went to 2015, Jane. It had a pretty good... It went to oh. 2018. Oh, right, because you had another three seasons, three or four? Four seasons, oh, but over two the years. Next Class. Yeah. So Next Class went for two more years and, you know, it did... It had a really good run. That meant it went for 17 years. Oh, God. And I, I don't think that this is the end for Degrassi. I just feel like it's such an iconic... It's almost in hibernation or something. Totally. It's just in hibernation. I reckon like <laughs> 10 more years, like we'll be able to do like a 25 year reunion for oh some of gosh. them. Like, you know, 
it'll be great. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the production history. That's just basically of how we got to Degrassi. And that's a Cliff's Notes. Like, that's yeah. the short version. I could yeah. go into a lot more in terms of who was playing what characters and how they all kind of intertwined. So given that the creators were part of it from the beginning, mm. uh, and that it was originally a kid's show, I'm guessing, uh, were they, like... Was this their first kind of foray into children's entertainment? And did they, or, or were they people who were kind of always planning on maybe going in towards um, kind of teen kind of stuff? Have they have they done a lot of teen stuff? Or is, or is their career just mostly Degrassi? <laughs> I think their career, so Linda Schuyler is probably the main one that's been with it through the beginning and all the way through. Um, I think pretty much her entire life is Degrassi. <laughs> Um, she also did a show called Instant Star, um, which I don't know no, anything about, yeah. but I believe it was quite popular in Canada. It's another kind of uh, early teen kids right, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of it. That's mostly what she did. Like they founded the company that made Degrassi in 1976 to wow. do it, and and just kind of. I mean, you don't need to do anything else. Like, once you've created Degrassi, once you've created a show that has literally run from 1976... To 2018. To 2018, with only a few little gaps in the middle there. Like, one 10-year gap, and then a few other bits and pieces. Right, right. fucking, you don't need to do anything else. (laughs) You know? No, kudos. Kudos. It's quite a legacy. Um, So, uh, you enjoyed this being, like, your slightly cheekier after-school kind of foray into I don't know entertainment in terms of when kids are in high school and it's but no you've seen press gang and shit you've seen all kinds of racy shit I, I mean it wasn't I didn't think that it was particularly right in fact I felt it was pretty cheesy Same, yeah. like I always knew it was kind of on the cheesier side and I always knew I was being preached at I mean I was 12 I wasn't an idiot right <laughs> um and and by and I I aged out of it pretty quickly mm. in terms of being the right age for it yeah and I've come back to it as an adult, kind of enjoying the cheesiness and having nostalgia for the early stuff, but also finding ways to appreciate the later stuff. Mm-hmm. So the latest seasons of The Next Generation, kind of shitty. Right. Next Class, actually truly excellent. I think I might give Next Class a go. I r- actually really recommend it. The The third season of Next Class, I just rewatched because I think it's actually a really really well done season of television just from like i know we haven't even got anywhere close to my recap yet but <laughs> um i definitely think that in terms of what i would get from the show in terms mm. of representation accessibility mm-hmm. i can just imagine that the the you know equal rights homophobia stuff is probably few and far between um, in the later in, seasons? In, in, in TNG, whereas that maybe in the later seasons, it might be a little bit closer to the forefront. Uh, sort of the other way around. Really? Because, you know, you think about 2001, 2002, we were really, as a society, still coming to terms with the idea that, like, children or teenagers could understand their own sexuality. And so there's a lot of you know, debate about homophobia and, you know, there are characters in this who get gay bashed and that mm. kind of thing. So that, you know, there's probably three to four characters throughout the run of the series who really go through that. 
right next generation. By the time you get to next class, it's kind of accepted. There's <laughs> like, loads oh, of gay. Yeah, there's just gay people around. Yeah, there's just loads of gay characters, and they do have. And being gay isn't the issue. They're characters who are gay. Totally, and the, and they still are um, perhaps going through experiences that are very. Oh, because yeah, uh, things you know, constantly change in different societies, and yeah. you know, sometimes if you're of a certain sexuality, you might be forced to kind of come out in every single new environment you're in. A workplace, a, a different school. Exactly, you know, exactly. But, but I think the good thing about the later seasons is they can show a range of queer experiences. Yeah, as opposed to just gay. Exactly. Because that was like the only thing that was close to even getting some stereotypical representation. But exactly. at least it had some stereotypical so, representation. But there's so many other letters. Exactly. In in the kind of the first uh, queer character in Degrassi The Next Generation is Marco, who was in the second episode that you saw today. And his storyline is kind of a bit of a cliched version of your gay coming out storyline where like he's a little bit camp but like he doesn't know that he's gay yet and right. then he like thinks that maybe he is but he has Ellie as his beard and then uh, you know he finds out and then he gets gay bashed and then he has trouble coming out to his father and then blah 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 so it's kind of um, I would say quite a stereotypical Gay coming out storyline. But story that doesn't line. mean it's not. Um, I'm not saying yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. still valid. And but... so going off maybe what we said a lot last week, um, you know, just because a storyline might be stereotypical doesn't necessarily mean it's not relevant. Totally. It may not be as original. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it can't be powerful, depending exactly. on the performance. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not judging you, mm. but I'm just. No. Saying... No. No. But I also think that, like, as I was saying about the later seasons, because you do have a range. So you may have a, a, a male gay kid who's very comfortable in his sexuality and everybody knows it and he can't hide it anyway. So like, you know, that's one storyline. Whereas you may have a girl who's totally closeted and doesn't know that she's gay. And then you may have an NB character who's just coming to terms with what the hell NB might be. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. like, it's just, I, I think that later seasons do have more variety mm, mm, um, mm. and a more relevant topics. Whereas TNG, like particularly if you go back to 2001, the early stuff. Oh yeah, because there was barely any representation. There was barely itself. any represent representation. So they're just like, they're doing the best that they can. <laughs> it's just like, when I see Jane's notes in front of me, I just keep seeing homophobia or equal rights as like part of themes that are constant. And I'm just like, were they really? Um, yeah. yeah, it just seemed like that it they really totally was. They totally were, just yeah. maybe not in this episode. <laughs> Definitely I, not. I tried to give you a slightly less issue-y issue. Yeah, like, yeah. Like this does deal with an issue, but it's not like, and remember, to use a condom. Like, <laughs> it, that's in there, but it's not focused on that. Yeah, you we'll, know. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get there. Anyway. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say in terms of production I, history? I think I've gone on long enough. I will give you some uh, show, show and epitext. Yes, please. So, which season and episode did you give me? So, I gave you season four, episode 14 and 15, which is a two-parter. It's Secret, part one and two. Mm -hmm. The show text. Degrassi Community School is a middle-slash-high school in Toronto, Canada, and the base location for all the drama of this soapy teen drama. The kids rotate out every few years, but we're still pretty much with our original group of characters. The main ones in this episode are Emma Nelson, she's the tall blonde one, Sort of the mainish character, her mum Spike was in the original T Degrassi series in the 80s and had her when she was only 14. Her stepfather, Snake, was also in that series and is now a teacher at Degrassi. Emma is usually type A, left-wing greenie with strong convictions. Manny Santos, who's shorter and she has dark hair, is Emma's best friend. She's very sweet but a little boy crazy and likely to let that get her in trouble. She recently fell pregnant with Craig's baby. Craig, who I'll describe in a minute, even though Craig was dating Ashley at the time and she had an abortion. 
Craig Manning, his dark curly hair, he's a musician, he's popular, but was recently diagnosed with bipolar in a sequence of highly dramatic events involving his girlfriend, Ashley. Ashley Kerwin has short, darkish hair. Um, she was a formula, former popular girl turned rocker chick. She's a little overbearing sometimes. Jay is the guy who wears a baseball cap at the beginning of the episode. Uh, does he even have a last name? Nobody knows. <laughs> He's just like your total bad boy kind of loser type guy. Uh, he has a girlfriend named Alex, who's the one who's wearing the hoop earrings. Jimmy Brooks is Drake. Yes. <laughs> she said that in all caps and I didn't believe it, but it's there. It's, yeah, it's, it's Drake. Uh, he's a former basketball star who recently has been relegated to a wheelchair with more information coming in the epitext about that. Marco Del Rossi has a small part in the second episode. He has longish hair and he's the token gay guy for this part of the season. And then JT and Liberty are the writers slash directors of the play. JT was the class clown and Liberty was the class nerd. And somehow together they are total endgame. Epitext. The episode deals with the aftermath of a school shooting, which was about six episodes ago by a character named Rick. The series of events that led up to that was... Rick had gone to Degrassi a few years earlier, but was expelled because he was violent with his girlfriend. When he returned, he was shunned and bullied mercilessly. After a while, he started to fit in a little better, and he was on this broadcast inter-school trivia contest with Emma and Jimmy. He developed a crush on Emma and became almost friends with Jimmy, but Jay and another guy named Spinner, who's not in this episode, dumped paint and feathers on him during the contest, humiliating him in front of everyone. He went to Emma for comfort and tried to kiss her, but she rejected him, and then he brought a gun to school. Mm. He shot Jimmy, who he assumed was in on the prank, and then went after Emma. He was stopped by Emma's ex, Sean, and as they wrestled for the gun, Rick was shot and died. Jimmy survived but became paralysed. Sean was traumatised and left town, and Emma hasn't really been the same since. It's pretty heavy. It was pretty heavy. I nearly gave you the school shooting episode because it's like, again, it's like iconic. And but that wouldn't have been fair for a feel of the rest of the show. I mean, it does do that. Like, it does do serious, like, big events. You did it for Press Gang. How about not do it for another teen show? Yeah. I, I, I resisted the urge and said I gave you something else that's also iconic, but kind of in a different way. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I actually wrote notes. I didn't type into my phone or, or type them down. So I might have a little moment that future Jane will have cut out in editing, um, rereading what I'm about to say. I look forward to piecing this together. Okay. Also, uh, just so you know, I've got some fun imagery uh, just so I could really piece together who the characters were. I, I feel like that takes longer to write than the word clown. Clown. Yeah, but I was running out of room he for some places. Clown, but he drew a little clown face. <laughs> Next to the word class. Class clown face instead of just writing class clown. <laughs> I thought that would be more helpful when I was quickly looking up and down between the sure. TV and my notes. It was sure. like visual learning. If you say so. Okay, so season four, episode 14, secret part one. Emma's side of stage at the theatre rehearsing and she's flirting with bad boy beanie guy, um, who I determine is Jay. Yes, correct. Uh, Emma's uh, not been attending a lot of her classes and the leniency post-school shooting is starting to slip as everyone else is seeming to get better. But not Emma. Uh, some other leading lady is shit at her lines, and she's not off book. 
Uh, JT seems to want to recast with Emma, who'd previously auditioned for the role, uh, but hasn't reached out yet. Craig is uh, convinced uh, by his friend to... His girlfriend? By his girlfriend, Ashley, um, to go to group therapy. Um, and as it turns out, in that group therapy session is actually another friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Ella. I didn't give you Ellie. Who is a different, sorry, Ellie, who is a different person. I'm sorry, I forgot to give you her. That's all There's right. There's too many characters. There's too many characters. See, I, I, I at least, I was like, this too many characters. Look at your picture with all their names on it. And you didn't get the picture and all their names on it. You lost one character, so that's fine. <laughs> um, and that uh, was actually at that group session. Uh, Emma ignores uh, her friend, so uh, Manny, uh, on the wonderful brick phone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, to actually go to what seems like a party, but it actually is the ravine, a cool like hookup place. Yeah, it's like where you go to people like, like have beer, smoke, and then it's where you go to, have to get high or you know have some um, sex. And so she's sneaking out of home to actually see Jay uh, drinking uh, with the kids by the campfire, as she was told about it earlier. It's not really a wise choice uh, since he shows her the van with the love shack rug and basically tries to give her a bracelet in um, as reward for a blowjob. Mm -hmm. She's not really all about to begin with. No. Okay, so eventually Emma gets courage to uh, go for the lead role, um, but she struggles with the concept of the kiss. Uh, and uh, backstage, uh, one of the other characters was actually really annoyed about having lost her bracelet, someone maybe stealing their bracelet, and then we realised that it's the same sort of bracelet that Jay would have exchanged for a certain job. <laughs> Emma actually uses her bracelet in a subtle way to try and get her to shut up, and Jay doesn't really like what she's doing around this, especially because she hasn't technically earned it. <laughs> and convinces her to try again. Craig uh, gets a pep talk uh, from Ellie, is it? Not Ellie. Ella. I've yeah, definitely Ellie. written Ella. Um, who was uh, trying to um, convince him to also just be a better boyfriend to Ashley, who's really just supporting him as much as she possibly can, but he's just annoyed that she's always talking about mental health with him. Emma is uh, caught by her parents sneaking back in after having accomplished the job. And manipulates them uh, completely, actually lying uh, about um, the past shooting effects and uh, insomnia that she's actually been having. Is it a lie? We're not entirely sure. Mm. But then she wipes away a tear and has a look on her face as we go to credits. We can talk about it. That it seems like she completely manipulated them. It's a little bit of both, but yeah. anyway. Okay, so now we're on to the next episode. Secret part two. Um... <laughs> Jay basically is playing games with Emma in the school hall and to get back at Jay, she just macks on the actor who's playing Dracula in her play with her later on. Who does... <laughs> and Jay does not like receiving his own uh, medicine uh, and goes to tell her, but then her stepdaddy? Stepdad, yeah. Yep. Um, finds... I prefer you didn't say stepdaddy. Sorry, I've written daddy in my notes and I realised it was actually stepfather, so I combined the two. It doesn't sound good, does it? No. <laughs> Any... Daddy. No, daddy. Uh, the stepfather kind of overhears what's going on, doesn't really want... but wants to try and support her, be there for her, does not make bonding success with Emma. <laughs> Alex uh, finds out uh, about the ravine and the BJ bracelets 
and is not too happy with her friend, gets very pissed and socks one on Amy. Uh, this is all happening on set in the middle of rehearsal, so Emma slowly and subtly tries to take off her bracelets that would have had the same symbol, uh, but Manny actually saw and confronts her about it. It does not go over well. No. Emmett actually tries to get with Jay again, uh, but it's a no-go. He's not feeling it. Um, And there's this whole concept that uh, Alex is sick with probably an STI, and it seems that Jay may have given it to several people. As we find out in a very well-timed class about safe sex and a recent... Well, it's not well-timed. It's it's an epidemic is actually happening. So it was an An, announcement. A a mini-outbreak. A mini-outbreak. There have been two people (laughs) Well, no, that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, exactly. The school could have been facing other things. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't just well-timed. It was actually part of the plot device. That's not how I saw it in my reactions. Um. But they basically get a talking to about safe sex, and it looks like that Emma has, I don't know why I've written it like this, g g g gonorrhea. Gross. That's how I've written it. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, in rehearsals, she's decided, maybe I shouldn't kiss Dracula. And um, Manny's like, you can't do this. It's not ethically okay. And Dracula actually just doesn't kiss her himself and takes the choice away from her. Uh, the whole storyline of the entire episode. Poor Drake uh, in hospital. He's busted out of hospital uh, by Craig and Marco to go to a Kid Electric concert and realise... Kid, kid, um, kid Electric? No, Kid Elric. Oh, sorry. Kid Elric. That doesn't mean anything to me if it was no. a real person. No, it's not. It's, it's basically <laughs> meant to be a play of Kid Rock. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, still don't really know too much about it. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, he doesn't really get in trouble and is just trying to be a person even though he's still in a wheelchair, but he can still enjoy stuff. Yeah. That was just a lot of all it was. Yeah, there was a, there was a whole, like, breakout plan. <laughs> like wearing plan, disguises, disguises, distracting, yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, um, Emma was kind of fetishized by Jay as being the good girl with virtue, and now she hasn't got that anymore, and so he doesn't have an appeal to her. Um, but, uh, she kind of just lets her dad and mum know kind of what's going on because she's got to go to the hospital. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Let's have Should a listen we, to the reaction. Yeah, let's hear some reactions. Okay, so maybe it's just because of the show and epitex that Jane has given me, but I definitely am not feeling how this happy vibey opening song of the show is going to be the right tone for the episodes we'll be watching, especially given the uh, titles, The Secret, Part 1 and 2. And, you know, that abortions and stuff are part of the theme content here. They're definitely not going to be this happy all the way through. Although, that's high school for you. What play is this? Okay, so we got some roller grey set painting happening. What? What? What are they going for? Oh, wait, what does that say? Okay, it says Castle Dracula. Oh, and um, who is it? JT is playing Van Helsing. Okay, okay. This is this is a total ridiculous geek nerd production. Mmm. Okay. Well, curious to see Dracula. I really don't get the appeal of this J bad boy character. Why does everyone like him? It's maybe it's just he's not my type, but. Okay, maybe the lips, they're pretty wide. I don't think that's how you, you know, say lips are good. 
wide lips. No, I don't see it. Sorry, Emma. I'm not feeling that for you. But, you know, horny teenager. Why is Jay here? Why is the bad boy part of the theatre production? Doesn't seem like something he would do. Although, knowing standard writing tropes, it probably means that instead of detention, he has to work in set construction and build and help stuff as a punishment for something naughty he done. I mean, you know, in the opening theme song, we saw that the principal shook his head at the naughtiness of him doing tagging graffiti. So, yeah, that's probably what happened. What the fuck? Okay. This is... You know what a blowjob is? Oh, my gosh. BJ's and earning it? Oh. Oh, Jay, no. No, 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 no. Oh, there's Drake. Okay, he is very, 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 very scrawny here. But it's definitely Drake. I was worried I wouldn't recognize him. Mm, no, don't say that. Emma, no, no. Don't say that. Stop acting out. You do not use abortion as a fuel for your friend fight. Of course the class conveniently teaches them about safe sex after one of them actually starts having oral sex and doesn't realise the um, risks surrounding it. It's very well timed. I do enjoy when school lessons match up completely to the themes and challenges you're having in your everyday life. Good on you, Dracula. Good on you for not kissing her <laughs> because you may have caught something. Not entirely how it works, but yeah, all right, nice. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. Why did you pick these episodes? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm guessing because they're iconically known as the blowjob bracelet episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's known as the episode where Emma yells, you gave me a social disease. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. So I picked these episodes because. This is a similar. I can imagine if, if you know, something a little bit racy happens and the way they approach it is a bit cheesy. Yeah. But it's a bit honest. Yeah, I in think, its uh, awkwardness. I think that's part of the reason is that like it, it's kind of it shows you the melodrama. Like it's pretty melodramatic, but also in terms of like you know, of course she's going to give one guy a BJ and then like yeah, get a social disease. <laughs> um, like, but also I think there is some like real emotional heart to it. Mm. I think that kind of the idea of the way that somebody acting out after they've had. Um, a traumatic experience yeah, the... isn't always pretty. It can be really ugly and, and kind of go into some darker places than you would actually expect it to. Um, so I think that there's actually some really good character work going on here while also being sort of ridiculous, which is definitely a thing that Degrassi sometimes does, Yeah, is be a little bit ridiculous. Uh, like, you know, this kind of thing isn't unheard of. Mm. Um, and, you know, there are, you know, Mardi Gras beads and, and, and necklaces and things. Like, th- this is this is not fiction. Like, it is fiction, but this no. is based on things that happen. Totally. Um, I guess I just never expected to see something like that yeah. in a kids' TV show. Well, that's kind of why I wanted you to see, see like... See how heavy the themes can just be a bit brutally honest yeah like it's it's, grotesquely honest almost it's not like this is this is not your glossy 
Um, we were talking a little bit last week about, you know, the glossy American high school. Yeah, the romanticized. The romanticized kind of vision of, you know, that your experience. cheerleaders and yeah. your popular kids and yeah. your school sports. And your jocks. I feel like this, this kind of has some of those elements because, yeah, sure, there are cheerleaders and there are school sports and there are, you know, kids who have different cliques and, and there are romances and blah, blah, blah. But there's also... <laughs> kids who go have BJs in the back of the van and catch gonorrhea, you know? Oh, my God. So I kind of, like, this isn't my favourite episode. Not no, by any means. But I, 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 but it's a good episode to kind of give you the feel for the show. I'm, 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 I'm strangely interested. <laughs> and the thing is, as soon as I finished it, I had the urge to watch the next one. Yes. And I didn't know why. It's so hard to describe. This show is so stupidly addictive. It kind of feels like Pepsi or something. Yes. And it's like, I've had a little bit, I don't really like this. And you go back for a second sip and uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is all right. Yeah, absolutely. Should I be drinking this? Yeah. But yeah. And then, so that's why I was thinking about it. I was like, mm, this is, this is a bit dated. Yeah. Um, like, it's totally a bit dated. Um, uh, the, the, look, the main problem I think I had with this is just Jay seems to be completely um, with no qualms about the fact that he's just spread an STI around. Mm. He doesn't seem to have any sort of ownership or um, um, guilt or much development going on in his head apart from just turning away Emma and slut-shaming her. Yeah. Um, or, or fetishizing her as being good and pure and tainting it no longer wanting her. Um, <laughs> you did that. Yeah, yeah. I know that Emma's like, well, I'm not that anymore. Uh, he was there. <laughs> but um, I, I, I was really interested in it. Although I don't know how much of Emma's kind of stone cold way of walking through life at the moment is based off the shooting or her acting capability. Um, because it's very bland. I, in these episodes. N- no. It's very wooden. It is that most of it is very purposeful. Yeah, I think it's I mean, them trying she's... to act being distraught and a little bit like kind further of, away. Kind of like numb. Distinct. I feel like she's, yeah, she's sort of playing numb. I'm not going to say that all the acting on the show is like 1000% the best thing I've ever seen. Um, I do think that in general, most of them get better as they get older. So this is kind of, you know, the middle of the time that we're going to have Emma. Like she starts off at 11 years old being like pretty over the top. And then like, this is kind of getting a little bit better. And then I think by the end, she gets pretty good. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think that maybe the acting doesn't help because it's hard to tell what her emotions are leading into this yeah into this kind of behavior when i reread it and um had a look at some other scenes of the second time i was like holy shit she probably completely blames herself for the shooting because she rejected him yeah so she's yes. obviously feeling this all on a different level to other people yeah um and i feel like again coming back to jay i know overarching uh, character story arcs might be a different story um, but, you know, potentially feeling the repercussions of that in a different capacity. Uh, but Jay should be feeling hella guilty. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, Jay, and Jay was a big uh, catalyst for what happened. And totally. from what I can see, he doesn't seem to have any emotional or um, actual punishment for his actions. I'm sure there probably maybe would have been something, but some pranks you can just scope by. It's like, oh, it's a prank. Well, nobody, and they don't end up at this stage, trouble. nobody knows that he did oh. it. At this stage... 
I can't remember if Spinner has taken the blame entirely for it or right. if nobody knows that it was either of them. One of the people who isn't Jimmy, who got shot, um, who helped him with the prank and is not in the episodes. He didn't get shot. I thought Jimmy got shot. Oh, sorry, Jimmy got yeah, shot. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The, the guy who actually helped him with the prank. Yes. And Jimmy, who got shot. Yes, that's right. the one who he thought was so the So Spinner, prank. who is normally quite a main character, he's not in this episode. I think he's potentially not in this episode because he's, he's already the taken the blame and been expelled. Right. I can't quite remember. That makes sense. Um, And so it's actually Jay and also Alex who helped with the prank. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seems and, like the and kind of at thing this Alex stage, would do. They don't, have, they don't really have any guilt for it because they feel like... He had it coming. It was going to happen anyway. It was, yeah. He like more like they were. They thought they were justified in doing what they did because Rick had, Rick had actually put his girlfriend in a coma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He so he's, pushed, he was he, a bad person. He wasn't necessarily like a good person. That they turned bad. No. No. He yeah, he yeah, was already right. he was already on the brink. He already had violent tendencies, um, and they kind of just pushed him over. But they were kind of like, it's not our fault. He he was. No. always a violent guy so they don't really feel a lot of guilt and jay particularly at this point of the series is pretty much um whatever bad guy you need in any scenario he's just going to be the villain that. of each, each he's story that. yeah episode. exactly later on things that things will be different for jay but at this stage he's just like flat out asshole because mm. that's the only thing that's really bothering me in this show is you're trying to set up characters who have depth to them mm. but then you're and you're having them deal with complicated issues. Mm. But then you're mixing in characters with no depth to them. Yeah, I think sometimes the side characters on these shows have a tendency to be a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, and if, if they're just there to play a part in the plot, that's then that, that's all they part. are. Mm. Um, again, I think that kind of changes a, li- a little bit later on. Or what you sometimes have is like characters who are there to play a part and then get an episode or two with a storyline well or, or they'll become major characters later on and have to like completely change their character <laughs> because they'll like that this happens um between next generation and next class there's one character who was in next generation but just like totally different and then she's playing the same character later on but actually yeah is is part of the main cast now mm-hmm. and she's just like 1000 percent not the same as she was previously like she used to be really like relaxed and like free flowing and was just like flirting with all these guys and now she's like really strict and like isn't allowed to date and oh wow like, so but blah, blah, blah. they were like oh we need storylines she'll be a different yeah kind of they person. were like we we need the character to kind of be this in this friendship group um and we haven't really done that much with shay and nobody will remember what she was like before so we'll just give her this personality <laughs> that she didn't have before right so you know i it's not perfect in that way. No, but the thing is, because some of it's so good, yeah, it kind of gives you a taste for that, and then some of the imperfections become more apparent. Yes. So as opposed to last week when the whole thing's just a bloody mess, <laughs> you don't really feel like you're like, you're like like yes, you can feel like you're missing something. But I also I see that as also a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, like that that like I I I wanna... also see this as a guilty pleasure of mine. And, but the thing is that like with the guilty pleasure that doesn't have much substance to it, um, you know, as much as we got excited about the creators maybe doing something else better, ultimately there wasn't much to Total Drama Island. Totally. And 
I just don't have to worry about that and whenever I'm, I don't feel like I'm necessarily missing anything because it's I'm not looking for that there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I saw this and you give me a little bit of, ooh, this is interesting. Oh, that's actually quite well represented. And now it's super awkward. Oh, gonorrhea. Someone just awkwardly blurting it out in class. Mm. It's like, oh, sorry. Was that out loud? <laughs> I like, that's good. This is like quite good comedic timing at times. Yeah. Um, that I can definitely see this being quite successful and like obviously it is <laughs> yeah like 25 <laughs> years successful um but then it, it it shows me when they aren't as good because yeah. you see that difference totally and there are some literal episodes or like almost entire seasons where you're just like Ugh. when does this get better <laughs> like there are truly some horrific episodes early on like some of the stuff with like JT and his friend Toby, I'm just like, fuck off. I can imagine JT is what's that character of um, a press gang who's like always doing something weird? Oh, Colin. Yeah, the the money one. Kinda, yeah, yeah, sort <laughs> a of little like bit of that Colin. Vibe. Yeah, like the less he's in a scene, the better he does. Oh, I mean, is he alright? JT does get some good stuff later on. Um, but at the moment, he's a bit much. I don't know. How much do you want to know? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I just know that Marco was just there. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't a Marco episode. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. And I'm glad you didn't pander to me, actually. Yeah. Um, I thought it, I really did think about it. But I was well, like, like, no, you pandered to me on um, Pretty Little Lies and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up watching the next two seasons. True. No, I, 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 I like Marco. I feel like because his particular plot lines is stereotypical. were kind of stereotypical, I didn't feel like it was the best representation of this show. And how it can be this weird, quirky humour yeah. that's a bit realistic but unsettling. Yeah. And also, I kind of wanted to show you, because like I said, my favourite character was Emma, which is weird because sometimes Emma is the worst. She's not a... Yeah, which, this one in particular. Yeah, she's the worst here. She tends to be really judgmental. She tends to be very annoyingly type A. I think I know why I relate to her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it speaks well about me. Um, I think um, she has definitely a problem with... Uh, Acting out and 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 using fuel, but that's a, that's a writing thing. That's no, annoying. It really makes her seem like a bad person. No, that no, she will use a, anything as it's fuel. It's a character for other trait. People. It okay. is a character trait, particularly with Manny. Um, they are like really, really best friends, but also a very that's contentious it. relationship. Is there a um, power dynamic? No, it's not that there's a power dynamic. It's just that um, Emma has like usually is very firm in her convictions. And mm. so, like, when Manny got an abortion, she was very against it. And she was very much like, you cannot get an abortion. Wow. Like, she's, like, kind of surprising because she's, like, a greenie, but also she is the result of a teen pregnancy. Yeah, So yeah, she's right. like, you know, if my mum had gotten an abortion, here. I wouldn't be here. So she was, like, very against it. And so um, you kind of have this, like, weird dynamic where they often disagree with the things that they each do. And then they kind of have have arguments about it because they see the world so differently, but also they're best friends. And so they have both been known to throw mm. each other's mistakes in their faces. Mm. Um, I, I really like Emma and Manny's kind of really complex relationship. Like they have lots, they argue and then they come back. And I then just didn't get much of it in these two story arcs, no, unfortunately. Which is, which is fine. Like it wasn't... But that's what you would have looked for in the show. Exactly. When you're trying to find what I might find interesting exactly. about the show. Exactly. Oh, you're getting better at this. Well, I mean, I was trying to find like a balance. So, yeah. like, I wanted to show you that my favourite character is Emma and I like her because she's, like, she has a lot of 
personality traits that I relate to, but also she's a very messy character. She's not mm. all one thing. She kind of goes and back she's and she's not forth. a... As sorry to talk about last week again, but she's not a blank slate character like Goth Girl, no. where they're just boring. Where we have a lot of audience viewpoint characters mm. tend to be boring, bland, vanilla. Yeah, no. Um, she's a bit vanilla, sure. She yeah, but she's not boring, and she's got a very she's got a very strong personality. Like you know who you know what you're getting when you're getting Emma. It's very rare to see her act out of character. And even this, where she is acting out of character, is coming from somewhere. And it's in that strong way that she is... She's a strong-willed person. Exactly, exactly. So she's very much like, oh, what's this? I need to uh, get over my prudishness? Well, I'm going to do that the most... <laughs> the, the best way I can. Like but the, the first way that presented itself as an option to me. Yeah, but also like she's not just going to go out and make out with a bunch of guys. She's like, no, oh, well, I might as well just go and, you know. Do the blowjob. Do the, do the blowjob. So, you know, when she wants to do something, she does it all the way. <laughs> I think is, is the point I'm trying to make there. So, anyway, I think that's kind of why I wanted to pick this episode. Mm. And that's what I find really interesting about the show is just how messy and complicated these characters can be does it uh, when i was looking through it um i was surprised that it wasn't on netflix actually so does netflix have the next class ne- or is that netflix just now? has next next right. class it's um, still on there uh, most of the first sort of four or five seasons you can find on youtube yeah, pretty yeah. easily um no yeah like there were multiple because uh, i was like doing a combination of checking with mm. with how you showed me to get to it but i was really um surprised I think that um, uh, they didn't seem to have lots of two-parters because this seems like a good amount of time to deal with an issue but with a bit of levity yeah whereas if you were fitting that amount of stuff into one episode Mm. I can see it as being a little dense well not every episode is quite as heavy yeah so some of the episodes a lot of the single episodes might be lighter Um, I think you'll find usually when it's something like this or something you know like um, like the school shooting was two episodes. Yeah. Um, like when or Craig like came out as yeah, I think Marco's coming out is two episode. Craig, you know, um, becoming not becoming D- discovering that he was bipolar. That was two episodes. So the the heavy heavy shit is two episodes. The single episodes can also be heavy, but tend to be not as intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are quite comedic. Some so of them they can be a bit more fun in between it totally. because I just imagine totally. that for, for this how they dealt with it, it was quite well paced. Yeah. Um, but it was well paced as a two episode. Yeah. It it like it would have been very frustrating mm. if this, which I imagine was week to week or maybe sure. day to day. Mm. Maybe it's an after school it must thing. Must have been week to week. Um, when it was first on. Because there, there is like it's not a cliff. Oh, it actually is quite a cliffhanger. <laughs> it actually for this show. Yeah. It is quite a cliffhanger. In between the two, yeah. Um, and I would have been very pissed actually. Um, yeah. If, if if I couldn't easily get to that next episode. But I guess that's that's a good pull. It, it would have made me really want to see the next episode, but the episode wouldn't have felt as full. Mm. Um, so later on in the, in the run, I think around episode... Uh, I think around seasons 10 to 12, <laughs> they actually changed the format of the show slightly, where every... Every kind of arc was a two-episode arc, or mm-hmm. even I think a two to three-episode arc. Mm. Um, but they actually play; it was played every day. Um, mm. So they changed the whole format of it so that it was uh, almost more like a soap, more like yeah, Home and Away, more like yeah, Your Neighbors, like, where yeah. it was every day after school, um, and every yeah, each kind of arc was between two and four episodes, mm. and that meant that that season had like 
fucking 45 episodes or something bizarre like that. Like, the later seasons just went on for so long. I think it's season 11 that I just want to kill. I hate that season. (laughs) I hate it. It's terrible. And it just goes on for too long. It just goes on and on and on. And it's a whole roster of characters that I don't really care about. I think I remember you talking to me when you were trudging through season 11 of Degrassi. And I just remember you saying, it's just like, it's so long. It's but sometimes so long. it gets so good. And I'm I just know. like, and I'm like, is, is how, I'm like, Jane, how much of this do you actually need for your degree? And I was, oh no, I didn't watch any of that joke. You no. didn't, because didn't you sit, didn't you come back to some of it? So the way I watched this was like, when I was like 19 ish, no. I downloaded a bunch of little bits and pieces and watched some of those, but I didn't watch any of the later stuff because I only cared about this group this, of characters. This, yeah, this so I kind of watched up to like season seven ish. And then um, I watched probably bits and pieces of it for my degree when I was doing uh, a thesis on teen drama, but not that much because I already kind of knew it. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really have to revisit it. And then in the last year, I have rewatched all of it. (laughs) I've watched all of it from start to finish, including all of those... Kids of Degrassi? No, not Kids of Degrassi. Kids of Degrassi I haven't seen in a few years. I actually tried to watch a little bit of it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Mm mm-mm. This is too aimed at children. It's very children. It's very 70s. It's just like, it's, you know, you can't really watch it. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, this last year I watched all of it, and I watched, like, season 11 stuff, like... I had a sick day one day at the end of a weekend and I just like, I think I got through all of season 11 in like four days and I just wanted to, I simultaneously wanted to die and also to <laughs> watch more. <laughs> like it was, it was a lot. It yeah. was a lot. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how the dynamic shifts because it's still got that same level of awkward, quirky humour that's uncomfortable, mm. um, but quite cheesy in its presentation. Um, and you said that the tone never really changes, even though they get older and the maturing, the acting might get better, but they're already dealing with mature issues. Yeah. Um, and so the dynamic would always change. The dynamic wouldn't necessarily change because you just have different characters fulfilling same similar roles. Yeah, totally. So, you know, because you basically always have... Um, A bad boy. No, no, I'm just like... As one group of kids gets older, they're already introducing year sevens. Mm -hmm. And so usually it's like the year sevens have comedic storylines and then as they get older, their storylines become Um, more serious and then the new year sevens come in and have more comedic storylines. So it just kind of shifts in that direction so that you can have a little bit of both. But usually it's just that as they get older, their storylines get older. This original cast of characters, they did follow to college for a year or two. Um, but then after that, they realized that that wasn't really working and they, they now drop kids at graduation. Mm-hmm. No more. <laughs> we're, um, not, we're not having another fire. No, I mean, you can't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work. So and when they graduate now, that's like the end of that character's mm-hmm, journey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the tone, the only tonal shift that really happens, I think, is kind of between this stuff, which I think is trying to send messages and yeah be a little after and school be special. a little bit after school special in in a good way yeah I think. yeah 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 and then in the kind of seasons 10 to 14 uh 10 to yeah 10 to 12 13 no one's gonna shoot you if you get that wrong 
<laughs> wherever the next generation ends, yeah. um, that stuff gets super duper soapy. And that I think is kind of a change. Oh, and so it was when Rand, when it started doing that day to day. Yeah, yeah. I think it becomes less um, kind of message focused and more kind of drama focused. Mm. So it's just like, it's always. Someone's pregnant. Oh my God, so many pregnancies. <laughs> Somebody gets cancer. Like, you know, there's a. there's um, But there's also some still some really good stuff in there. There's mm. like. There's a really excellent. This sounds bad. There's. <laughs> There are two, there's, at the end of Next Generation, there's a really excellent lead up to a suicide. Right. Um, where like you, if you're actually watching it and paying attention, you can see. What, oh, you can see the clues. You and can what's see happening. the build up to it. Um, and you can also see how the other characters don't, 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 see, don't it. see it. Like they're all only seeing a bit, a piece of the puzzle and nobody's kind of putting it all together. Yeah. To, to know how they got there. And then, again, in, in Next Class, there's another almost similar type of um, build-up type thing. And those I, I really have to congratulate the show on doing because there are also times where they don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, in Season 5, um, Emma gets an eating disorder and it's a two-episode plot. And it's... <gasps> It's actually it's it, it, it's it doesn't interesting. echo continually. It there's sort of um, it's referenced again a few times later on. Mm. It's more the build up into it isn't there though, which right, yeah. I think for me I actually really like those episodes. Again, I nearly picked them because they're really good episodes. But I'm also like everything that happened with Emma is a thing that happens in eating disorders. But it just wouldn't happen in that condensed of a timeline. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. kind of like sometimes they, when they don't do that, you can really tell and it's weird. So yeah, and when they, they do do that, of, it's brilliant. So they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because when they're doing a pretty decent job of some of these stories, mm. you really notice when they don't. Exactly, exactly. And even when they do, like when they turn to Sopia style stories, which I think don't work as well, it gives them the capacity to do the slow build up because it is meant to be serialized. Mm. Whereas when they're doing episodes more like this, which I usually think are better, it's <laughs> le- it gives them less capacity to do that because yeah. they are so self-contained and you may only have like, one or two episodes a season focused on a particular character, so it's hard to get those little clues or little build-ups mm. built in. So it's it's tricky because some of the best stuff is later, but the show I actually think is better earlier, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying because I, I think you would appreciate the structure maybe of how the show moves yeah but the actual you probably have a bit of a nostalgia connected to this generation i do i totally have nostalgia. so yeah you can't fully trust that Mm -hmm. but they've done a pretty great job of of presenting um such an uncomfortable Mm. issue that people don't talk about even in class that was rarely something i would talk about in health class and that sort of thing like the video the animated video with weird animations of a springboard and the boner the cat (laughs) the cats <laughs> yeah there was too many animals in these <laughs> yeah i know exactly the animation that you're talking yeah, about it's yeah. a staple of australian sex education it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> i just remember never getting a talk from my family just getting them to sign a form uh because yeah, right. if you, you were to watch it before you approached high school age or something you yeah we watched it form. in year seven yeah we watched it in year six and then again in year seven and i didn't have to sign a form that time and i was just like i've seen this before yeah terrible terrible um Anyway, what I was saying is that uh, they've done a really good job of presenting 
a, a usually uncomfortable theme and found a way that I'm not sure if it's meant to be funny, but it kind of is. It kind of is. I don't think that was intentional. I don't think it was, but it is part of the charm of the show if you watch it as an adult. <laughs> Is the ridiculousness of it. Like, yeah. I, I really wanted you to see... I didn't want you to think that it was, like, all serious all the time. Or even when it's trying to be all serious all the time that, that it, it just, is. Like, even if you're trying to be serious, you kind of don't hit the mark. And that's kind of okay because you make light of a frustrating situation. Exactly. So... So, I don't think I, I can give them too much credit for accidentally making gold. <laughs> because when this episode... Give Maybe, them credit yeah, for the stuff that funny. they do well. It's it's also they do plan these things, mm. and so I think some of it working to an adverse effect isn't entirely out of their possibility of what could yeah. have happened. I mean, he's giving them bracelets after a blowjob, you know. Why I mean, not? like, I, no, again, this isn't an uncommon thing. This isn't a thing that doesn't necessarily happen. It just may not happen like this. Yeah. Um, and someone may not be very bold to show their bracelet to someone else mm-hmm. in a very not so subtle way. I I had a good time with this, <laughs> and I was confused at why I did. It's so I, hard to describe, the, right? The, yeah, and the parents are just stock standard. Nothing fun, nothing good, really about well, them. Well, I mean, it's not like, in this episode. I act. They're actually are. They actually are interesting characters. And because they were originally one of them, Spike. Both of them. Oh, both, both of them, them were yeah. in the initial show, but in they the weren't together. In the title, we get a four of them who I guess were from the previous generation. Oh yeah, who, uh, who Caitlin won. and Joey are sometimes in the show as well part of it at the moment um but yeah no i um they just kind of felt like the extra characters in um um, my so-called life and i'm just like they're the parents again okay they're trying to engage the kids okay it's not working moving on yeah um nothing really of note to note not in this episode no no but Um, i I also don't feel like they weren't trying to push them on us in this episode as much true i do appreciate that they were very quick to be like oh you're not sleeping or you're still having struggle with like i there was a shooting. It was a tough situation. Yeah, they were they were doing good. They were doing as good parenting as they could in a situation. Yeah. Um, also, I love a good sneak out. Yes, and she lives in the basement, so it's very easy. I was, it was a bit confusing it when they found her. And I was like, I thought she was going to the basement to sneak out, but wait, she lives in the basement. Does she have her own bedroom? Is there a problem with the previous bedroom? What happened here? <laughs> and then my mind just kept going, and I was like, Kurt, go back. What just happened? Would Would you like to know? Uh, yes. Why does she live in the basement? Because they, it's only a two-bedroom house, and she has a little brother now. Oh, okay. Because when Spike and Snake got married, they had a baby. Right. So she got relegated to the basement. And has been may have been a sore spot for the first season. It was. It was a sore spot for the in the third at the beginning of the third second. Whatever season it was. Okay. It was a sore spot. Yes. Um, it made her go and seek out her real father. Holy shit. Just because she's... No, no, not just because of that. Because, <laughs> sorry, because she felt like she was being yeah, yeah. replaced yeah. by the prospect yeah, of having yeah. a new baby in the house. It was building things. It, again, it all, it all, it all builds. And, and it's like, that was all drama because her father was in the original show, obviously, mm. because that's who Spike got pregnant to. Yeah. And he... Um, in the original show, took acid and became permanently intellectually disabled because uh, he jumped off a bridge. And so she didn't know that. And then she found him in the hospital and it was like a whole thing. Oof. Again, serious. <laughs> <laughs> the consequences of taking drugs. <laughs> um, if you want consequences heavy. for things, it's, it's this show. Yeah, so it is, sounds a lot more after school especially than I realised. It is. But 
they they verge on the line of playful, fun, awkward, humor, quirky, and cheesy. Yes. Which is so many lines. I know, I know. And sometimes they step over those lines too far and you're like, no, 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 go back to the line. Dance on the line. Don't go over there. <laughs> um, and it is an odd appeal, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's strangely transfixing. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, because by this time, is it what, around 2004? Seven, two thousand eight. This episode, yeah, two thousand four, five. Right, um, yeah. So I'm trying to think where TV production was in terms of standard level of quality. It's it's at a weird. Cause I it's mean, we're, like talking, Canadian we're production. talking about like you know Jeopardy, Parallax, yeah, Silver yeah. Sun type. But you're no, right. I know, I know. I'm. I was just thinking in terms of like because how it looks, and you know how I am with how things look in terms sure. of, I can tell a budget of a show generally from the camera qualities mm. and, and how they're lighting and, and, and setting up their shots. Um, and I don't quite know where to pin this. It's I can pretty cheap. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not, they're doing a pretty decent job, but also you can get away with a lot with high schools. Yeah. Uh, high school sets and lighting and things like that. You can get away with a lot. Totally. Um, and it's not, it doesn't look like it's that bad. No, I think so it's, it's, it's quite a pretty good schmick look. Very middle of the road, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. In terms so you... And and you can tell um, when they go from because at this point I think they're um, at this point I believe they're with kind of the ABC of Canada. They're mm. like public television, yeah. publicly funded television. That's who's making it at the moment. When they change to that other format, they they get bought out by a different company. Um, and that's and you can tell the production quality changes. It gets a lot better. Everything's oh yeah, more brightly lit, more colourful, more. It's actually poppy. multiple shadows on people's faces. Possibly, I can't quite recall. Um, I'm no. not as visually drawn. And then again, when it goes to Netflix, it looks different again. Hmm. So there, there is a kind of there are shifts in the visual language of the show depending on um, kind of. The, the generation the and and the own, the owners of the show and what they want mm-hmm. out of it. So when it becomes glossier, it also becomes more dramatic. Um, <laughs> and then and then Netflix looks different again. Yeah, it's this show has such an interesting history. It really does. And the thing is, I can't tell if I'm more interested in the actual history of the show or the actual characters. Mm-hmm. But I also don't really have a connection to any of them at the moment. And you have a bit of nostalgia to them, which is hard to deny. I have nostalgia, for this but, one in particular. Yeah. But you don't have nostalgia to necessarily other classes. No. Some, um, of, the, some of the later stuff I just like because I like. Do you think I would maybe like uh, the next class? Or do you think I, I sh- should maybe poke a little around the next generation? Because That's a really good question. I think I want to give this a go, but I'm not sure if this is my generation. I know it's yours, but also you didn't have a choice. Hmm. If you could choose, and maybe knowing what you know about me, I think uh, maybe I should give you a little bit longer to try and no, think no, about I'm... it. Because there's only so many options, I suppose. Because I want you to watch Next Generation, like from the beginning or from like season two ish. Like season one's pretty dodgy. <laughs> um, just, just to have somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> But that's probably purely me. I think in terms of a show that I actually think you will enjoy, I think Next Class is actually good. I think it's actually on my list. Maybe the first two episodes take a little bit longer to get into it. Mm. But after that, I actually think it's quite a good show. So 
if you're on the fence, I would say maybe go watch Next Class and then like fall in love with the feel of the show and then maybe go back and try some Next Generation stuff once you kind of are in the world. And and, and yeah, even though the tone, even though the, the, the glossiness, the style, the structure might change a little bit, it still has the same appeal. It's still the same world. Like it's still the same world where you're going to be dealing with teen issues that are heavier in a than teen you think setting, a little bit heavy in places, lighter in some places. Like that, the core of the show doesn't change that much. Yeah, I mean, opposite uh, blowjobs and STIs, <laughs> we have them doing a Dracula production exactly. with ridiculous fangs. The amount of school plays at this show, <laughs> but they're always controversial, you know? It's, yeah. It's always something's going on around the school play. Yeah, and so do you think there was a um, uh, guised attempt at making Jay look like a Dracula glamouring Emma into this sort of thing? Or or is that just um, me tugging at straws? Because they would would have tried. I think if they were really going for that, for that kind of thematic resonance, I think they would have pushed it a bit more because they're not against... They're not against linking up, you know, mm. plotline A and plotline B to mean that we have a stronger meaning of it altogether. Yeah, they're not against having whatever play they're reading in English class yeah, yeah. relate to whatever the the theme of the episode is. It's going to happen. It's t- It happens a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think if they were trying to do that, they would have just done that. Okay. Whereas this one, I, although I see what you're going for, I think it could have been actually quite interesting. <laughs> I don't think that was there. It's, I'm just trying to give the show a bit more credit because Jay's the biggest downfall for me Yeah. in terms of my experience in what you gave me with the episodes. Yeah, I think he's definitely one of the weaker characters, particularly at this point of the show. Mm. And I... I don't like that my so-called life is one of the only comparisons I'm drawing. It's a very different show. I know, but totally I'm just different. I'm just thinking Jared Leto was more complex than this. Yeah, but everybody was more complex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody sh- was more complex. That the, show the was designed were, were to have complex characters. It was yeah. designed to be a very different show to this, which is, you know, my so-called life wasn't really trying to teach us anything. Whereas Degrassi does have that basis in let's show important issues. Let's make kids feel seen. And the thing is, edutainment is actually very important. Yeah. And people don't realise that this kind of show, even though its cheesy factor might be a bit up, its soap factor might increase, it may not be, you know, accolade ready. Is that the word? Accolade? Accolades? 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 Accolades. Accolades. It may not be getting all the accolades, um, but uh, it's got an important job. Yeah. And it's sitting in that middle ground, as we even talked about last week, like the show that went on for seven years with multiple spin-offs was one of the most nothing shows that you've probably seen uh-huh. in, in, yeah, in, 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 in me giving you uh, all the children's shows. Yeah. Um, potentially one of the most successful. This one, again, maybe not all the way great or all the way bad, but it's somewhere in the middle. And it has, it has such an important... I don't think we can um, downplay the role that this show plays in the lives of the people who watched it growing up. Yeah, no. It it's, has such strong... Whatever generation you grew up with, you feel those characters. Mm. I love Emma and Manny and that generation of these kids. Even though they're not even necessarily my favourite characters of the whole run, they're not the ones that I think are the best characters, but I feel them so deeply because mm. I was watching them when I was... They were 11 and I was 11. Like, mm. 
that was it. They were, and they actually, it's not like when I was watching Buffy and they were fighting demons and having big important adventures. It's just like a bunch of 11 year olds just fucking doing, having 11 year old issues or 12 year old issues. And yeah, none of them were issues that I had because I had a very boring upbringing. (laughs) But But you heard about this stuff at school. Totally. I knew kids that were going through divorces. I knew kids who, you know, maybe had more going on at home or were acting a little bit differently or Mm. that kind of thing. And, and like, this stuff, it actually matters to the people who watched it growing up. And I don't think that we can, um, I don't want to downplay the importance of this show and how it has really resonated throughout generations. No, yeah. And that's what I was uh, trying to get to. So even though it didn't have an impact on me at yeah. all, uh, the fact that this show has been so successful for so long is that I think it's because it sits in that middle ground, mm. because it plays a little with comedy and uh, darkness. And no, it's not a perfect balance. No. Not at all. But the thing is, the things that you find most successful, and sometimes, not this past year, it's a fantastic movie, watch Parasite, but sometimes the things that get the big awards or a bunch of people go and see and keep watching, like, how is Neighbours and Home and Away still a thing? <laughs> because it it works for, for a very wide audience. It doesn't really matter what level you're coming at. Mm. Um, an age, uh, if you're around this age group, you would probably find a character to connect with, and then you would be able to be entertained and also educated about something that no one in your friend group kind of knows how to talk about, mm. but maybe you've looked it up on a Wikipedia article and you're a bit more confused now, yeah. and your parents aren't going to say anything. Exactly. So this kind of thing is, 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 is very impressive to me because when I see it in shows of today's day and age, they have to try so hard to keep your attention engaged. Um, and one of those is definitely sex education. I'm very, very happy with how that show has made it so entertaining. Uh, and Big Mouth is probably another one of them. A little bit more into the crude humor style of animation. Uh, but again, it's ent- it's educating kids. And this would this will actually reach that target market of the kids who will want to watch that show. Um, will actually learn more about sex and that sort of thing and puberty and what goes on with your body. And mm. and it's it's uncomfortable stuff to talk about. But when you can make it somehow connect with the audience and still educate them on these issues that's extremely valuable Mm. um so i I feel like i have to like clap degrassi or something i don't really know what to do i want to clap for degrassi congratulations degrassi you made it it's done some good shit and i've only seen two episodes (laughs) but no i can see the echo uh, that it's had and and there are people in my life who have you know talked about degrassi who aren't you Mm. um i can't think of them right now but I'm sure there are um definitely in high school and maybe probably a primary school thing even then who knows Mm. um but it's um I I I, I'm I'm glad I'm surprised it's taken me this long to get yeah (laughs) me too me too Uh, I we we knew it was coming yeah we knew it was coming this is one of the shows I've wanted to do on this on this podcast for a long time yeah and I'm glad I finally had an excuse to actually make you watch it through (laughs) this kid's show um, uh, series, is, yeah. tell me what your rating is, Kurt. I'm going to go with two eyes. Two eyes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Solid. I can't give it a four. No, that's fine. Um, but I kind of felt like a four once I finished it. Yeah, But right. it didn't like, I wasn't like, oh, Emma, what's she going to do next? Like, yeah, yeah. 
Emma, you're a crazy bitch. But also I'm like, but you've gone through so much and yeah, it's fine for and, you to be a crazy manipulative bitch right now. I didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but I really liked that speech at the end where she was like, I just wanted you to think that I was the same brave, perfect Emma that you've oh, always... Oh, to the parents. Yeah, yeah, like I actually quite like that speech where she's like, I just wanted you to, to see that I was still that person before I make you be really disappointed in me by telling you what I've actually done. The thing... I, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, but it didn't work for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was something in the delivery or maybe that I didn't have as much of a connection to the parents. I did like them trying to do stuff earlier, but maybe it was disconnected from the previous episode to this episode. And so I didn't maybe, feel that as much. Maybe you didn't buy the no. that speech because you, cause you still didn't like... buy the earlier speech. Whereas for me, I feel like the earlier speech, it was definitely a manipulation, but there was some truth behind it. Mm. And this one was just kind of pure truth of going, I'm not proud of who I am. I'm not proud of what I've done. Um, I feel shit about myself. And I wanted you to feel a little bit better about me before I also make you feel shit about me. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I got it. I just didn't believe it. It just didn't have the impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, anyway. But no, definitely, definitely two eyes. Cool. Great. Yeah, Excited. Yeah. I, um... I don't think I'm going to jump back into TNG for this generation just yet because Jay just... He's not been in that much until later. But start off with Next Class, fall in love with the world, and then go back and watch the cheesier stuff. Next Class has cheesy stuff, but it's not nearly as much as the... Yeah, because this tone... I'm fascinated by it's this It's really tone. weird. It's really weird. Um, and the content is, is so realistic. Mm-hmm. And not always presented in a realistic way. Yeah. But it's 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 realistic enough that you can it's a recognize weird, it. It's a weird combination of realistic and melodramatic. Yes. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what's in between the two because one is meant to be very realistic and one is meant to be melodramatic. How can you go... I don't know. Some, <laughs> somehow it does both. I don't know how. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up. Um, quickly, can you tell me what's been in your eye this week? I uh, finally got around to watching The Shining. The Shining, like it's the a movie? movie with Jack the Nicholson, Stanley Kubrick the Stanley movie? Kubrick movie, which I didn't realize was Stanley Kubrick, and I think I've seen every other Stanley Kubrick movie. Oh, really? Oh, mill film person movie I, stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen a single Stanley Kubrick. You haven't seen Two Thousand One Space Odyssey? No. Okay. Um, I don't uh, want to watch long, sh- long meandering shots of space. Uh, okay, so if you uh, if you like Twin Peaks, this is the movie for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Uh, again, if you don't like some of the things in Twin Peaks, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> um, it's, 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 I forgot how weird Stanley Kubrick can be. And he just went, I think went full weird on this one. Yeah, he totally did. And that's why it became, I guess, a cult classic because of how weird it was. Yeah. It's very jarring. It's also why Stephen King hates it. I also don't think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't deny that it has a power. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson is creepy in it. And mm-hmm. I see exactly why someone thought he would make a good Joker after this. Because mm-hmm. that was people like saw the Here's Johnny thing, like painted, this before Photoshop, painted um, over his face with the Joker makeup. And that's how he actually got cast um, yeah, right. in Batman with by Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm glad I finally got around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to watch uh, Mr. Sleep or Dr. No Sleep or Dr. whatever. Dr. Sleep, yeah. yeah. So I was like, you should probably finally get around to knowing this like, thing. I feel like I think there's a there's a version of The Shining that was refilmed that's more in line with Stephen King's initial book. Right. I don't know. I I just feel like that's a thing. Um. I I don't know if maybe that's a better one to watch before you watch Doctor Sleep mm. because I feel like Doctor Sleep is more of yeah. a sequel to the 
book, the book yeah, that than is, it is to the Kubrick movie. Much like how um, Watchmen is the series that came out last year is a sequel to the comic book, not yeah. necessarily a sequel to the movie. To the Zack Snyder yeah, movie, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a good idea to do just before, in case it's quite different. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to jump into it now anyway, yeah. um, because I feel like, I don't know, it's just a bit of... It was fine. Mm -hmm. It was just so abstract at mm -hmm. times. And what I found really interesting was, uh, look, I, I'm, I will say it, I do love some of his film techniques and sound design and stuff. Sure. It, is, it, is, it is unlike many other directors. It's got a very distinct style and effect on you. And when the kid is in his tricycle, like going mm -hmm. through this hotel, the sound of like the wheels over this and then on the carpet and then off the mat and then off. And it, the perspective of it from looking up, it just, something about it gets you in this mindset and it's it's just well done. Yeah. It's just, it's, and then also I think it's super not well done and weird and abstract and yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense and, and the, the flow of it is off, but it makes you feel uncomfortable and so he's done a good job there. Um, I feel I like that know. was his primary... Purpose I'm not sure if it's worth it, but, you know, enough people talk about it. And I'd already seen the episode on The Simpsons that basically told me everything that happened in this. I mean, I've never seen it, but I... I you know, yeah. We I, both know what happens in I The Shining. I know what happens in The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. What about your eye this week? Um, This morning, I started watching Shameless. You... S? US. The because one that's on Netflix. The one that keeps going. Yes. Because UK, I think, did about four seasons? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would like to see both, but the US one was right there. And I don't really know why, because I've never really wanted to watch it before. But it was just sitting there, and I clicked on it, and I watched the first episode, and I really fucking enjoyed it. Mm. I was really there's something about it. There's a, there's an earnestness uh, to to the characters. Yeah, which I think was why I didn't want to watch it before, because I felt like it might be quite mocking. Oh, um, of, of a lower class. Of a lower class. And... Um, I'm, I didn't really feel that. Mm. I didn't feel like it. I felt like it was honest, but not, um, not derogatory. There's moments where it's like, we don't want your charity. You yes. know, it's like, we may be struggling to, to pay the taxes and get food on the table. And there's too many kids in this house, but you're not going to come and save us. We yeah. will fix it ourselves. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about, um, Steve. Is that his name? The dad? No, the the guy. That's, oh, the rich guy the, who's just well, kind of come in. There. Is he rich? Anyway, mm. um, the the guy that's come in to kind of be to like, woo to woo Fiona. Um, I'm like, you're a little bit stalkery, and I can't decide if you're going to be like a bit patriarchal. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to work out his whole deal. I don't think I like him at the moment, <laughs> but I like everything else. I really like mm. I really like the family. Um, I like the weird relationship with the neighbors. Yeah, the the neighbors. Um, I like. I really like how messy it all is. I'm looking forward to seeing how some of the uh, like younger characters progress into actual characters. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, mm -hmm. like at the moment, they're just like kind of there. So um, yeah, I'm gonna keep giving that a go. It's still running now. Yeah, uh, I believe Amy Rossum just left the show. I um, finished the first season of the UK one and then watch the American one and it was almost exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I do think the US one, you know, production-wise, I think there was more money behind it. Like, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, UK one, different different feels, same exact story points. I mean, but then after the first season, they started, you they, know, They would diverge off. a bit yeah. more, yeah. I don't um, know. I, but I, I kind of didn't... 
it, it kind of got uh, tiring sure. to return to this world so frequently. Yeah. Because sometimes you want some escapism and your escapism into an even worse place <laughs> than your own place uh, uh-huh. it's currently in your own house is... Um, it's a bit rough. Yeah, yeah. So um, as much as I, uh, apparently one of the best gay uh, character couples that comes up into like season six or whatever. Sure. Um, sure. That comes down later in the line for, um, what's his name, who I can't remember his name, who is also the actor and same CGI model design for the character in Star Wars, Fallen Order. It's very exciting for anyone who knows what I'm talking about, but Cal, I don't know. Never mind. I'll stop talking. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about the ginger one. The brother? Yes. Right. I think his name is... Oh, his name is Cal in Star Wars. Oh, I was going to say, his name was not Cal in this. No. It was like Ian, maybe? Ethan? No, I don't know. No, there was Philip and Liam. I haven't seen a little baby. Oh, Liam! And then there's another brother. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm no, not there yet. I've only seen one episode. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. So I'm quite keen. I want to watch some more. And I, I don't know if I'll be able to stick with it. Because like you say, I feel like I maybe exhausting watching these guys just continually struggle, struggle and struggle and struggle. Especially when it's not... Maybe I'll like it more because I know that you prefer things where people struggle because of their own issues. Yeah. Whereas this is like it's... not their own issues. It's just the circumstances that they're in. Yeah. And they can't really do much to get out of it. They're yeah. just making their way through. It's very difficult to but, watch sometimes. But I prefer shows where it's like people in bad situations doing their best. Whereas you prefer shows where it's people... Who... Not necessarily in their best, but they're, they're just not doing good. Yeah, people who, who struggle to do the right thing. Yes. Um, yes. Because of who they are. Mm. So maybe I'll like this more than you maybe because of what appeals to me more. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good analysis. Or maybe I'll also find it hard. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I just I've wanted to go back to it because people keep telling me, and it's still going. Mm. I mean, it must be not just because What's-His-Name is a A-list actor and so is What's-Her-Name and... You know, the father and the lead girl. Like, they're yeah. both notable people yeah, and you see I, their names all the time. It's really weird watching Emmy Russell have sex with a guy on the kitchen floor when I'm like, but you're Christine Dye. <laughs> you're a- Angel of Music. You're the... You're the oh, right! She's from Phantom of the Opera! She's Phantom of the Opera. That hasn't connected for me. Now that's connected for me, it's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. that's weird. It's weird. That's why I'm like, uh, I think it's part of the reason I've avoided it thus far. Because I'm like, to that no, visual Emmy Rossum. <laughs> and I love Phantom of the Opera. Uh, the movie, not so much the musical. But no, the, I, I, the movie is so bad, but it's good. I, anyway, I loved it when I was 16, and then I, there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. Anyway, yeah. um, so Shameless. That's what I've been watching. Oh, okay, cool. That's it. Right. Well... That's about it for today, then? It is. is. It certainly is. No, I have to leave. Okay. So (laughs) thank you to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, You could check us out on at MajorLookPod on Instagram. Yeah, you could send us an email, jacarandamedia at outlook.com. We would love to hear from you. We love to hear your opinions. And I may do another call out for future... Um, suggestions suggestions for seasons we've got a couple so thank you to those who did give us some suggestions we're probably going to look for some more um, and hopefully the next few weeks we should have some guests on for you so that should be exciting very exciting anyway thank you so much for listening to this whole season it's been a delight talking about children's shows with you and who knew that we ended up Kurt finally watching Degrassi I'm and so getting glad. into it I'm so glad <laughs> if there's one thing I've achieved in this whole show it's making you watch Degrassi Anyway, we hope to see you for our bonus episodes and then for the next season. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.
basketballs to the head really hurt. Mm. When I got three in one week, that was an annoying week. As somebody who obviously didn't get them thrown at her. Well, they were being thrown at me deliberately, but I was supposed to catch them. <laughs> it was for a sport. Yeah, it's just that I, um, I just had no coordination and therefore couldn't catch a ball. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 